there, Green Future Growers. Thanks for joining us today. If you're new to the show, I hope you'll subscribe on iTunes or your favorite Android app. And let's get growing. Last year, the number one question I got, it seemed like last summer, and I'm getting it again already this year, is what do I do about my earth-friendly landscape? You know, what do I do with all these dandelions? And so helping people find different solutions for that has been just, I don't know. I've learned a ton. So I know my listeners have learned a ton. <laughs> like I was like at this yeah. friend's house the other day and looking at the lawn and I could just see right away. I was like, well, you don't have very healthy soil here is your number one problem. You need to fix your soil. And, you know, that will help and put some clover in and just, you know, don't like they want to spread weed and feed because they're just so upset about all the dandelions. And the other thing I was thinking is like if they the difference between like, I don't know if they had a bag for their lawnmower. So like every time they were mowing down, the seeds were going everywhere. Whereas if they could, you know, take those dandelion tops and maybe put them in a compost pile or something, uh, that would be right. So anyway, uh, my listeners always tell me, don't talk so much and let your guests talk. So I'll just introduce you (laughs) and we'll go from there. Okay. Okay, here we go. Welcome to the Organic Gardener podcast today. It is Thursday, May 30th, 2019. And I am feeling a little camera shy or mic shy because I don't think I've been on my mic in almost, I don't know, a month. Um, but it's been a good month and so I have an amazing guest here today. So I'll be more quiet and hopefully, uh, he's going to talk to us about these amazing things he's got going on. Um, so from food is free Tacoma, here's David Thompson. So welcome to the show, David. Thank you. Thank you. Well, go ahead and tell listeners a little bit about yourself. Well, I'm a, I'm a Navy veteran. Um, I was a 35-year mechanic, and I'm retired now. So what I've done is I've started growing food in my yard and uh, giving it away to my neighbors. What I do is I have a free sharing table that I put in front of my house, and uh, everything I grow in my garden, I give away. And so, well, I guess tell us a little bit more. Like, how did you get started with this? Like, where did you, you just decided one day I'm going to put this out there? Like, what made you want to have a table in front of your house for your neighbors? Well, I saw um, Food is Free project on Facebook, and uh, I was interested in it. It was about vegetable gardening and, and giving away your extras to your neighbors. Um, I always grew way too much stuff in my garden. I started out with just a small little garden of 700 square feet. And it's now 4,000 square feet. So I, uh, I, I've always grown too much and I didn't have any place. I tried to give it to my family. I tried to give it to the kids and, uh, I just couldn't give it away enough. So I started giving it, I decided to try the table where the food is free and, uh, started giving it away. And from there it's grown into, uh, into quite the, quite the nonprofit now. So you heard about it on Facebook, which my listeners know I love Facebook. So just another great thing about Facebook and how, uh, so how does it work? Like what kind of like, what do you mean it's grown as a nonprofit? Like are other people well, doing I've, it um, and like you're connecting with people? Like how does it work? Yes, I have a, I have my Facebook page, Food is Free Tacoma. And uh, we've connected with a lot of people, and we're starting a new project here in Tacoma. It's called Gardens for the People. 
you know, be Parkway Gardens. Um, we'll be building Parkway Gardens throughout the city of Tacoma um, for people to share their food directly with, um, with their neighbors. Um, these gardens will be right next to the sidewalk between the sidewalk and the curb. Um, they'll be all on public property. We're hoping to do 10 of those this year. I love that idea because like my listeners know I've been talking a lot about like where my mom lives and there's all these little flags right in that very same area that you're talking about that say don't walk here for 24 hours, you know, and I'm just like, do you really even want your dog walking there uh, after 36 hours? Like, why are we spending? And then on top of that, my mom's town, now they're having a drinking water problem. And it's like no surprise when you see these little yellow flags and that's where you're talking about growing the food. Right, 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 right into the, uh, into the parkway there. We, uh, we amend the soil, we remove the sod and amend the soil with, uh, with local tag grow and compost. And then we plant straight into the ground. Well, I love this idea. So usually when I start my show, I ask about your very first gardening experience. Like, were you a kid? Were you an adult? Who were you with? Like, where did you catch the gardening bug? Was it when you were little or... Well, I was a little kid. I used to watch Crockett's Victory Garden, and uh, I used to always dream about having a garden. But it wasn't until I was older and I uh, and I got this house here that has a small garden in the back that I was able to really start doing it. It's been ten years now, and uh, and I've learned a lot. I've learned a lot over those ten years. Made a lot of mistakes and tried vertical gardening, and and I've tried a lot of different different methods before. All right. Well, that's what my listeners want to hear. So how, uh, like, tell us about something that grew well this year, this lap, maybe like, you know, maybe it's going to be like summer 2018 season, but like, tell us, tell us some of your successes and then we'll get into some of your mistakes. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I, um, I, my cabbages grew really well last year. Um, I had a 40 pounder, but they grew really, really well. Um, tomatoes didn't do too bad last year either. And what do you think like made them grow well last year? Um, I think we had a cool summer last year. It wasn't that hot here in the Pacific Northwest and, uh, it really helped the cabbage a lot. And that worked for the tomatoes too, though, because we usually are challenged with tomatoes because of our cooler weather. Yeah. Tomatoes are always a challenge. No, I, I grow mine straight outside. The only thing I grow in the greenhouse is, uh, is jalapenos and um, melons. Uh, well, tell us about something that you want to do different next year. Is there something you're excited to try like this season coming up that you haven't done before? Well, I'm kind of busy with the Gardens for the People project this summer. But I think next spring I'd like to get um, start maybe some aquaponics or something. Ooh, what's making you think about that? Well, I've got a friend in Missouri who's into aquaponics, and uh, he's grown quite a bit of stuff there. And um, it's just an interesting new way of doing things in an urban environment, um, allowing you to, to combine fish and and food at the same time. Yeah. Uh, I've had a few people come on and talk about that. And I know my listeners are pretty interested in it because those episodes get downloaded a lot. How about something that didn't work so well, uh, this season or last year, maybe didn't go the way you thought it was. Well, I, I think the tire gardens, 
I, um, I tried 50 tires one year with tomatoes in it. And, uh, I got a lot of ants and I had a lot of bug problems, slugs in the, in the tires and stuff. Uh, just didn't work out the way I thought it was going to. Uh, well, we're already at the part of the show I call getting to the root of things. So like, do you have like a least favorite activity to do in the garden? Something you got to kind of force yourself to get out there and do? <laughs> weeding. Weeding? Yeah, I'd say weeding. <laughs> yeah, weeding. Weeding's not one of my favorites at all. Um, but it has to be done. Well, I can tell you, I can relate to that today because I just went down to the garden for the first time in like a week to like kind of look around and I cannot believe how many weeds are coming up in like places I already weeded this year. Now, granted, Mike did tell me that I should go get some of his straw and mulch it after I pulled all my weeds out and I didn't. And, uh, and then other places like we planted spinach and it's just like already gone totally to seed and is filled in with weeds and just... The weeds are thick this spring. It seems like all of a sudden in the month of May, uh, they've just right. kind of overrun me. Uh, so on the flip side, what's your favorite activity to do in the garden? My favorite activity to do in the garden? Yeah. Um, probably transplanting. Mm-hmm. Um, I like to transplant. It's it's fun to have instant plants there and, and uh, like having instant garden right away. Me too. I know how that goes. And I'm pretty excited because I planted a lot of zinnias this year and they're getting ready to go in the ground pretty quick here. Uh, what's the best bar, uh, blah, blah. what's the best gardening advice you've ever received? Um, the best gardening advice. Probably just to say organic. Um, I, I I've learned to, to build my soil and uh, and to do things organically, because I'm challenged on money a lot. I have to do things very frugally, and uh, what I do is I um I do whatever I can for free, and uh, and I've learned to organically garden because it's the, actually the cheapest way to do it. So, what are some secrets that you've learned that are working well for you over these last ten years organically? Well, wood chips, wood chips. I didn't. I when I first started out, I had raised beds in my garden, and I wood chipped the the walkways, and uh, eventually the wood rotted out for the for the raised beds, and the wood chips eventually worked their way into the soil. And what I learned was is that the soil where the wood chips were was a whole lot better than what it was in my beds. Um, it broke down and it and it made a nice soft loamy soil that was uh, great for growing. So now I've taken, got rid of all the, all the raised beds and I grow straight into the ground. Those wood chips, uh, they really did a lot of good for the soil. Hmm. Isn't that interesting? Where'd you get the wood chips? Well, the local power company, they have to trim trees for the power lines and they'll have wood chips when they chip up and, and cut those limbs and you get them to deliver it for free at your house, um, just by call, calling the local power company. Hmm. Well, that's a great idea. So, did we mention to listeners, like, if they don't know, Tacoma is in Washington, just right outside of Seattle. So, it's a pretty big suburban area, right, that you're living in? Yes, it is. And... Yes, it is. We have about 100,000 people. Cool. Uh, so, 
how, like, have you had any problems, like, getting your neighbors on board or anything with this project? Like, are they, like, or what have been, like, some of the challenges there? Well, people are excited about the project. Once you tell them that it's all about growing food and sharing and, uh, and getting people into vegetable gardening, um, what I do is go out and I get them started in a vegetable garden. And, uh, and then it's up to them to, to tend the garden themselves and, and to share the harvest. But uh, it gets them into gardening, and it and it hopefully everybody gets involved. Um, I've had some of my neighbors set up tables, and we're starting to see them around town now, um, where people have set up tables to give away food and free little little pantries and stuff like that. That's cute, kind of like the free little libraries that they are popping right. up around communities. I love those. Uh so. Can you tell us a little more about, like, how do you get somebody started growing a vegetable garden? Like, does everybody's different, or do you kind of have, like, a system and a process? Like, we go and we, you know, I don't know. Well, um, what I do is I, is I ask them what kind of vegetables they like. Oh, and yeah, uh, if we can grow them in this climate, then that's what we'll, we'll try and grow, what they, what they like to eat themselves. Um, but pretty much the process is I, I ask for volunteers that want to give up their parkway and want to tend the garden. And, uh, and then we come out there and we tear the thing up and plant a garden for them. We uh, supply all the plants for them and, and uh, all the seeds. So get them started. So all they have to do is just weed it and water it from then on. Well, where do you get the plants and the seeds from? Um. Well, the plants I get a lot of times I get them donated from uh, local community gardens where they have too many starts, um, and they just they're just going to go to waste. So I take those and I take them from a local farm over here at, um, that that has free starts. So I get a lot of the stuff for free. I get donations of seeds from uh, seed companies. Oh, didn't I read somewhere that this started like with some health issues that you were dealing with? Um, well, I'm a cancer survivor, but no, it, it really, it's, it, it was, um, it, it was just started to be really for the necessity to give the food away because I just had too much of it. Well, I can relate to that. I always feel like Mike and I are in the similar situation, but I struggle with like finding people like, I don't know, I'll end up with like a whole extra bag of Swiss chard or like kale or like things that people don't necessarily want uh and then other things like we don't even have enough of because our goal a lot is to grow enough food like produce for us to last a whole year so we don't like to maybe not replace our produce bill but to supplement it in a big way and like i'm right. at the point where i pretty much don't have to buy produce between august and november but I don't know. Yeah, we definitely, like, there are times where it just seems like there's too much produce to deal with. So I right, think this right. is a great a little... solution. And I love the way that you're, like, teaching people how to garden themselves and using the space. Like, so it's in the, is it in the front of people's houses, though, and you're not getting any problems with, like, people being like, oh, I don't want food in the front yard? No, no, no. I've, uh, I, it is in the front yard. It's right up by the sidewalk. So people walking down the sidewalk, it's, uh, they have a garden to look at and they can come and pick up, pick some tomatoes or something like that out of it. Um, 
but no, I haven't had any problems. The city is all behind me on it. And, uh, and so they've gotten behind this project. They're really excited about it as well. Well, I just love it. Uh, and I'm sure there's kids that are getting access to lots of good, healthy food. Thanks to this project that they wouldn't normally have access to. Right, right. Because you're you're giving the free food. It's going out to the neighborhood where it's grown at, so um, people can watch it grow and they could and they actually participate in it a little bit. Um, so it just makes it, it it just makes better community and it makes for better people. Uh well, so what's your favorite tool? Like, if you had to move and could only take one tool with you, what could you not live without? Uh, the broad fork. Oh, I love our broad fork, too. Our broad fork, too. Yeah. Uh, how about a favorite recipe? Is there something you like to eat from the garden? Um. <laughs> you know, I I don't eat a whole lot of vegetables. I'm, uh, I'm bad at that. <laughs> how about fruit? Because I'm bad at fruit, and I eat tons of vegetables. <laughs> <laughs> um yeah i have cherry trees and a, and a plum tree i i'm a home brewer as well so i home brew and i make wine and beer and cider and stuff oh wow do you grow like grapes or hops or anything i grow hops um for my beer um i don't I have any grape vineyards right now um i get them from a lot of a lot of times people have grapes that are growing at their house and they don't have anything to do with them so if you go out there and you ask them to come glean it, they'll, uh, a lot of times they'll just give you those grapes. So a lot of times through the years, I just pick up grapes from uh, other houses and stuff, people that I know that have grapevines. Nice. You're super resourceful. How about, do you have a favorite internet resource or somewhere you like to surf on the web? Um, Harvest Pierce County is, is probably one of my favorites. Um, it's our local food um, food organization. They uh they sponsor farms and uh, sponsor a lot of food events in the area. Nice. How about a favorite reading material, like a book or a magazine you can recommend? Um. Yeah, the Market Gardener from Jam Frontier. Cool. We love that book too. Uh. Well, how about like? Do you have any kind of like advice for listeners on? I don't know. Um, maybe getting started like in a nonprofit world or connecting with food is free or anything like that. Well, yeah, it's, um, it's really easy to get started. Um, all you got to do is just put a table up out in front of your house and uh, a little food is free sign. I put a, I had a sandwich board that I, um, that I made and just painted on it. Food is free and set it out in front of my house. I've got an old table. It's, uh, it's probably 15, 20 years old and falling apart, but it works just fine. Um, you just put it out in front of your house and you'll meet your neighbors. You'll, uh, you'll meet everybody in the neighborhood. You know, it's a um, great way to build community. Oh, I like that. Uh, how about, um, well, I guess, do you have anything else to share before we get to my final question? This has to be like the shortest interview I've done on record. I think. um no not offhand okay well uh so here's my final question it's kind of a doozy 
if there's one change you would like to see to create a greener world, what would it be? For example, will you have a charity or, or an organization that you're passionate about, a project you'd like to see put into action? Like, what do you feel is the most crucial issue facing our planet in regards to the environment, either locally, nationally, or on a global scale? Well, I would say food security. Um, a lot of times people don't know where their food comes from anymore. Um, we've become disconnected from it. And uh, by having, by knowing where your food is and participating in it and growing it yourself, um, you, you, you take control of your food security and it allows you to, to have some say into what you're eating and what you're getting. Um, I think right now we really, really need to do is go back to small agriculture. And how do you want to explain a little more about what you mean by that for listeners? Like, is that like local little farms or people like growing like victory gardens, like you said, like they used to, like everybody having a garden or. Well, I, I would love to see victory gardens again. Um, I think it was a great trend and it was, um, it was really useful for people to, to really to get a say in their food in their food security. All right. Well, how about, uh, do you have an inspirational tip or quote to help motivate listeners to reach into the dirt and start their own garden? Um, yeah, it's really simple to do. Um, if you're here in the Tacoma area, I could surely come by and help you if you have problems, but, uh, it's really simple to get started and grow something simple. Uh, tomatoes are pretty simple to grow. Um, green beans grow really well and they're really easy. Um, just try, start off with something simple, give it a try and, um, and see how it goes. Nice. We're going to put our, I think Mike's going to plant his green beans today. He had the seeds out this morning. So he's been using the yeah, bread fork really and well. digging up his, uh, his little mini farm, as I call it. Uh, these last couple of days and getting it ready. So, uh, well, David, thanks so much for sharing with us today. Like your passion just comes through and just, you can tell you love to, you know, dig in the dirt and, um, grow things. And most of all that you share and care about your neighbors and, uh, and people also having access to food. And so I think that's really refreshing. So, Tell listeners one more time how to connect with you. What's your website again? It's Food is Free Tacoma, but isn't there a number on it somewhere? Um, foodisfree253.com. Um, you can go to my website or there's Facebook, which is um, Food is Free Tacoma, or Twitter, which is uh, Food is Free Tacoma without the A, and uh, Tacoma Urban Farmer in, on Instagram. Okay, well, we'll put the links in the show notes. So thanks so much for sharing with us, and you have a great day. Okay, thank you. Hey, everyone. Happy 2019. Uh, hope you're having an awesome fall. And just want to tell you, we are going to be offering a great prime discount on the Organic Oasis Guidebook. It's going to be on sale for $22.95. And if you just want a blank journal you can get one of those on sale and the data keeper will be on sale um so on prime day if you want to get something to help you have your best garden year ever check out the organic oasis guidebook and let's get growing together do you know someone who would benefit from the organic gardener podcast if you like what you hear we'd love it if you'd share the organic gardener podcast with a friend 
Thanks again for listening and remember, grow local.